0: Neba <laughs> do I I can't do 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 I do 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 in the head. No hands. See, I can't believe it. You know what? I mean, I was young, what she was back for me. It is what it is. But I keep going, no. More like a rolling stone, because I have no stopping time, Can nobody stop me man, Oh, I keep going, no. More like a rolling stone, because I have no stomach. Can nobody stop my man? No. I'm gonna run my race. I'm gonna keep my pace. But I really have no one to blame when I fall again. I can't stand this pain. I can't watch me fail. So anytime you pray, remember my name. Remember you know what travel a You never the square who the hustler. If you find a way to swallow it, I'll be back again. for me that, I swear on life. I can't wait to be back. I know you miss me. I know. Remember you know what travel a You know the square who the like. hustler. If you find a way to swallow
1: good evening good evening everyone <clears throat> good evening good afternoon good morning wherever you are um it's good to be back again after we had um the last weekend off you know and then um uh the last um grumpy grumpy was um Australia you know and then um yeah so It's good to, um, you know, be back to the European time, you know, first European race of the season, Um, you know. So, um, yeah, we had the Imola sprint today, you know, which um, uh, started off not so well for Max, you know, um, according to... Max himself, he complained of gear sync issues, hence why his stats wasn't so good, you know. And um, I think that's something Max has complained for for a long time, you know, in previous um, Grand Prix, you know, and then which um, gave um, Charles the lead, you know, until um, the last five, six um, laps, you know. And then um for Ferrari you it, it was obvious that the Ferraris um had the pace, you know, but um due to tired um degradation you could um see how far um Charles dropped, you know. And then at, I believe at the end of the race he, um he was about almost three seconds behind um what's his name? three seconds behind Max, you know. Which um is quite a lot, you know. So um it shows um how how quickly these tires um this new set of tires degrade, you know. And um, in a way, I'll say um credit to Haas because I was thinking what was Haas doing. You know, having um both drivers on mediums, you know, you expect that okay, they'll gamble that one on the softs, one on the um on the um what do you call it? On the mediums, you know, but they put both drivers and then it's like they saw something maybe um probably Ferrari didn't see, you know. So and then um uh it's uh it's um what do you call them? It's time constructor champions were nowhere to be found in the points, you know, um, I was saying, I was saying I said this is, it's been a very challenging, um, season so far for them, you know, because today you saw, uh, I don't know if um, anyone saw the, um, FP2 times, you know, um, at first, I was like, okay, where, where are these times coming from? You know, but you expect, that, you expect that, okay, something's going to go on in the race. And then Luis, I don't know, I, I, I did actually see his stats, you know, but I believe he lost two positions, you know, and then Russell um, was um, just one position up, you know. So, let's um, this, I don't know. Hopefully, something can come out tomorrow for them. You know, and then um, overall today I would say overall it like I is one of the though it's just the sprints, but I I say I've enjoyed it more than um other um races so far, you know. So, but but yeah, um, I want to um hear from you guys. So um, all right, can we get your take overall on the um no race
2: in oh, no general, and then we go on from there. Oh, no problem. Oh, everybody. Hope everyone enjoyed the sprint race. Um, first of all, admin, please, I have a question for you. What team do you support? We don't care if I know you want to be unbiased, but we need to know. Do you support? House. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> all right, no problem. I'll no. I'll take you for your word. Yeah. Um. Anyways, for the for the sprint race, it was it was enjoyable. I I was frustrated for Maxi starts, but then. When they showed us the radio replay, that it was gear sync issues, once again, once again. So I was like, okay, that's calm. And it was also frustrating at the point when Max would get close to the IRS range, but he still couldn't like get within the DRS time. So, but then at the end, once Charles's tires started going off, it was it just became better. So. Cause even Perez was like, within two laps, Max was able to like put like two seconds on Charles Ed, and Perez was even getting closer. So for the race tomorrow, if if Ferrari are so, uh if sorry, if Red Bull's tire degradation is this better than Ferrari, like we can see today. I feel that's going to help us tomorrow, so hopefully it 1-2 would happen. If, once again, our engine does not knock because two out of two of three races and our engine is knocking, that's bad, man. And also, for your favorite team, I don't. I feel like they made a mistake with their medium tyre strategy because K-Mark just kept dropping back. And even when they told him that, oh, okay, the medium tyres would come to right now, It still still didn't do anything much for him. And for everyone's favorite driver, Sir Louis Hamilton, I don't know, man. I don't know what's happening with Mercedes. I wanted them to fix their shit before, but I feel like now it is funnier for me seeing them suffering because I don't understand how Mercedes would start out of the top 10 and still end out of the top 10. Man, last year when they had the rocket ship in their engine, Within 21 laps, Ubi's went from 28th to 10th, and now this year because their car is is shitty, they can't they can't even do anything. So let them just keep suffering. It's nice to see them in the midfield for once. And to be fair, Charles and Max. Charles is a very very good driver, man. I can't I can even deny it anymore. Man. He's he's a very good driver. So I hope to see more battles between Charles and Max. Yeah, that's all. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Um... Alright, well, um, on um, just what to, add to uh, what you said, yeah, on um, Charles and um Max, I love, I, so far this is uh, I love um the battle between them, you know, it's I would say apart it's much more healthy to watch, you know, and then in terms of like um racecraft, you can see that both of them are matching each other like um for a very long time. Max um was maintaining that one point I believe it was one point six um gap. You know, he, he maintained that for over 10, 15 laps, you know, till um this um tire degradation issue for like like um like like you know, so you you can see it's, it's, it's something much more um fun to watch, you know, and uh, much more um, enjoyable. So yeah. Um can we have um Shamilo please?
3: Yeah, um good evening guys. Can you guys?
1: Uh yes please.
3: All right. Um yeah, so that was um um it was a beautiful spring to, to your chin. Um
1: obviously um am uh, sorry Sham Shemilur please can you speak up a bit?
3: Is that better? Yes
1: please.
3: Okay, so yeah, so I was saying that um, I don't know what was going on with Max's gear at the beginning of the race. Hopefully that'll be nothing too serious that it can get fixed before tomorrow. Um, hopefully that will not be something they have to worry about tomorrow. But yeah, it was I mean it was a brilliant battle to see again between the two of them. Um, of course, the Ferrari and the Red Bull very evenly matched in terms of performance. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know what went on with um um Leclerc's tires at the end, but so. That was what gave Max the edge in the end. But well, yeah, it was it was it was nice to see. Then obviously you had some very um, good overtakes um, throughout the field to see in the race. Then uh, message I'm not sure what's going on there. I remember we had a space a couple of weeks ago uh, where some people were saying that they expected the issues to be sorted out quite quickly. But well, it's not looking that way. So yeah, hopefully. Um, <clears throat> In the next couple of races, we can see something, some sort of improvement, because I know it's a little bit weird seeing Mercedes that far behind the um, the Ferrari and the Red Bull, right? So, yeah, I'm excited for the race more. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you, uh, Shemilo. <coughs> Sorry, just to add to uh, what, what you just said, I think it's not a little bit weird. Sometimes we should start getting used to reality, you know? So, if someone is not in life, you can never, you cannot just, you can never just be up there, you know. Uh-huh. So you can't dominate forever, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So let's let's mess this one. Start getting used to. <laughs> yeah. let, let them start getting used to reality, you know. It's, it's, so, it's
3: their time to, there are time to suffer now, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I won't say it's their time to suffer. You know, every there's time for everyone to shine. You know. So um yeah. So um junior, please. Oh, sorry, sorry, Junior. Before I come to, you, um, color, please.
4: Uh, it was a nice uh, sprint. Like, I really enjoyed that one, and for for a moment, I was thinking, okay, it's just going to be Charles a um pole, and cause masks was dropping away at, at some point. Uh, But it seems, I don't know, I I wasn't sure if it was a calculated move for him to just drop back a bit and look over uh, those tyres and then try to attack much later. But I think it was a very, very fantastic one to see the gap up to almost 1.6. Then you just keep getting closer and closer and closer. And he really trusts the car to some very large extent because... His reply to his engineer was like, just leave it to me, just leave it to me. I was like, this guy, just calm down, listen to what they have to tell you. But apparently, he he he, he know what he got. He know the pace is there. And this was a very nice one. And for Mercedes, uh, <laughs> I remember when the season uh, first started and we have that like discussion about... Um, the issues and a lot of MEC fans were like ah two three races blah 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 Mercedes can be rolled out and all of that and it's it's not that straightforward when you have a new regulation. We've seen it time and time and time again. Any team that gets it like right from the get-go usually keep that advantage and that is what Mercedes um, and that is what Ferrari and Red Bull is holding on now. Imagine Ferrari not bringing any form of updates to to this Grand Prix, and they could still perform the way they were performing. So it just shows a lot like they, they they can achieve much much later. So to me, I think Mercedes should just should do what Ferrari did. They should focus on 2024, like not even next year, really, because I feel they, they will just be little. uh little changes to what we have now for next year. I think they should just focus on 2024 most likely, not even next year, and see where that will lead them because it's four races down now and it's, it seems it's just getting worse and you can only count of people having issues on the race day to get maximum points. So I think they should they should really just maybe write this year off and focus on next year or most probably
1: 2024. Thank you, Adicola. Well, I would say to to write this season off whereby we have um about um still 20 races to go because we have not um done Imola yet, but you know, um Abu Dhabi is still far, you know. So uh, for for me personally, I don't think they should um, write off the season. You know, um, they're still, according to Toto, he's, he still feels um, they can unlock the potential of the car. You know, so um, I think is I think for them they should just keep trying. You know, but I, I, but you now ask yourself what's have they really been working on, you know, because it doesn't even seem like they're any better from um, Bahrain, Jeddah, you know, or even, um, what do you call it, Um, Australia, you know, it just looks seems like they keep dropping back, you know, I'm banking on um, the failures of others, you know. So, and then, you know, credits to Max today. Luckily, his car um, pulled him past the finish line. You know, because um, after two DNFs, you know. So, um, Junior, please.
5: Yeah, okay. Good evening, guys. Good evening. <laughs> Like I just don't know. I'm fucking down right now. I just like seeing Mercedes not in top ten is like it's fucking strange. Even though Red Bull and Ferrari are are the top guns right now. But at least they should do something. Just you know, just be right behind them. Sick of as we start the season, McLaren were were a bit behind, but now they have, they have they have improved like right now right behind ferrari than red bull you see improvement that's good but mercedes i just don't know the other time i heard they said they're saying they want to bring a full package of agri not like let's say
1: Sorry sorry guys, I don't know I don't I don't know what happened but Okay, let's just have wait for everyone to join back and then we can go
6: from there, please.
1: I'm am sorry. Um, so I will just wait for um. Let's just wait for a few people to join. Then um, Junior can um, continue speaking. S- sorry about that.
5: Okay, no problem.
2: Yo, before everyone joins, I just want to say that Mercedes cars did not even get any TV time. During the sprint race, that is unbelievable statistic, man.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. 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 I think we will do a bit. Okay. Let me just. Um. Let just. Do you know, please, just just give it a one minute, please. Okay. Thank you. Okay, okay, yeah. So, um, Gina, I believe you can go ahead. So, guys, I'm sorry about I don't know what happened earlier, but I guess it's just tech issues. But yeah, we move. Um, Gina, please go ahead.
5: Okay, back to what I was saying. I, I mean, seeing Mercedes not in top ten for this Prince race was really weird. At least McLaren has done some improvement in their car compared to the start of the season till now. You've seen some improvement in their car, and Mercedes are just sitting down, just working at the background. At least they have to show us, they have to show working on the field that like they are trying to improve or something. But it's just they they are gathering of data and other stuff. At least show working so because right now you are clearly not on the same level with Red Bull and Ferrari. But at least you have to show working, show us that or oh, we are trying to improve, but they but here they are they are saying they want a full package of upgrade for the whole car. It's not like just one side or let's say floor upgrade or front wing upgrade or something like that. They just want they are preparing for a full package of upgrade and that's something we just we are just hoping for the best. That's it. Right now, I'm just sad. I'm just sad right now. So like, oh, damn seeing Max and Charlie Claire going at each other was fun, but checking to see my guy, George Russell, at back of the field or in midfield, 11th position, I was really, really sad. And seeing Lewis at 14th or so was, I was like, hey, times change. But it's all good. It's all part of the sport. At least regulations once are made to shuffle the grade. So we are just here to cooperate and see what we get. Okay, that's all I'm done. I'm just sad right now. So I'm done.
1: Well sorry about um uh, that junior. Sorry about that junior. But um uh, Junior, um uh, not just quickly let me ask you one question, you know, out of oh, okay all fairness, you know. Don't you think um as uh, I believe as um Schimler said earlier, you know, we, we you can you cannot dominate forever, you know. So don't you think that your time has,
5: is about no. going? No, my problem is not with domination. Like, at least right now, it's supposed to be three teams battling. So you see what I'm trying to mean. It's not like total domination like those days way back 2018, 17, 16. It's always like four grand priests running, Mercedes 1-2, Mercedes 1-2. No, I'm not talking about that situation. you know this season, you have a problem, fine. But at least you have to show working. Show working on the grid that you are trying to improve. Maybe... Like in pace or in se- in sector timings, or you see what I'm trying to mean. It's not like, but right now here we are. They say they are doing background data or something, something. I just don't know what they are doing. They just have to show us working, show working, like show working that they are trying to do something. Then we will follow.
1: Okay, uh, okay, okay. Um, Junior, just before um, I go to mother okay. do you think there is hope? You know, um, though with okay, Imola tomorrow,
5: obviously. Anyway,
1: no, we don't know no. What
5: that no, there's no hope
1: unless
7: well,
5: maybe, unless maybe there there are some DNS or something. But there there's no hope. And so, off if you check pace on pure pace, Mercedes cannot match Red Bull and Ferrari like pure pace. They cannot match with McLaren. So if if no one gets a DNF or something, you will still be stuck in the for like. Just end their sprint race. You'll be stuck. Because it it will be a situation whereby there's a DRS train. Once you get DRS, the car in front of us also has DRS, and on pace level, you're you're both getting the same kilometer pace advantage by the DRS. So there's no way you're going to overtake that person or get out of the field, unless maybe there's some undercut or something there. But that's okay. But on pure pace, there's no hope.
1: All right, Jr. Um, well.
5: Yeah. Th- well, thank you,
1: thank you. Um, so let's have a um, Imadi, please. Yeah,
8: Imadi, all right. Good, e- e- yeah. Carry on.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, good. E- uh, my thoughts.
8: Uh, as everyone knows, lots of people who have listened to me regularly. My thoughts. Uh, it's it's good to see, and it's funny to see because we warned them. We won Mercedes fans and they said, oh, we're just hitting. I specifically want people about changing regs and how it shuffles the team. And then I also about my, my own issue right now. And I love, in a way, I love what is happening. Yes, because it's going to teach a whole lot of all these fair weather fans who just joined and felt, oh, yeah, everything is going to be all right and all rosy. It's going to teach them a whole a lot more about the sport. Then secondly, the, the Mercedes concept, I think, as I've been saying, I think it's fundamentally wrong. So they keep saying they want to unlock the potential. So what exactly are you unlocking that you haven't seen in the CFD, in the wind tunnel? What exactly are you unlocking? How much more time do you really need? Like I was even asking Bolaji during the sprint. Like The Ferrari car doesn't have any stay on it is still purpoising violently and is the absolute class of the field so you can't just blame the um, blame it on purpoising you can't blame it on um, maybe ferrari as is their engine regs or anything. there's something fundamentally wrong with that and Mercedes, are, Mercedes is such a big thing and you know they are really proud engineers and we actually, actually i'm also an engineer so engineers are really proud people who we barely want to accept we are wrong. We'll tell you, oh, we'll probably find a way to fit this thing. So probably Mercedes know they are wrong. They know that if the dear change concept meet um, at the beginning of the season, like four races season to the season, then is doomed. They are completely doomed. It's going to be PR disaster. They will lose probably lose some sponsorships and all that kind of thing. So they're just going to keep saying, oh, we're working to unlock our car potential to the end of the season. And maybe next season they'll bring a me. You finally decide to go with the um, side pod concept that uh, they decided to jettison this season. Then secondly, um, how long does Hamilton have to continually battle in the trenches with the other cars? Like how long? This is a very successful driver. Everyone is saying Seb should retire as one four titles. Okay, Hamilton should also retire as one seven titles. So how, what is going to be his motivation if um Mercedes can't fix their car this season? And if you say next season, what's the assurance? when the, Whatsoever concept they go with next season, they're actually going to be able to get on top of it. And Red Bull and Ferrari will not be far ahead, way far ahead to be able to catch them. Then for Mercedes fans, you guys have been sports for eight years. And it boils back to if in the regulations in the... First part of it, which Ferrari has obviously done. Red Bull up to an extent has done it. They just need to sort out their um just need to sort out their reliability issues. So Mercedes is it and in 2014, and they were far the class of the field. Now they should probably just resign to fate. Like, let's just see what's going to happen. It happened to um Red Bull in 2014 as well, even though um, Ricardo won three races, probably. A madness would happen, and Hamilton or Russell still one win here or there. Then it also happened to Ferrari in twenty in two thousand and nine when there was a, a um significant change in race. So my point is, Mercedes fans should not hope for much. I think they will be able to solve whatever is going on with their car, but they shouldn't hope for a miracle. I don't think they should just count out that it's for this year. Maybe next year, if possible. If the stars
1: align for Lewis Hamilton and he's out of the trenches. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> Imagine you yeah, have really um, said a lot, you know, some of which, or some of the points you've made, will not go down well with Mercedes fans, you know, because one thing about life, us human beings, is that we don't like to face reality, you know, especially the harsh reality. You know, we always want to believe. You know, so um, the thing is, um, I honestly, I honestly, um, as you said, um, you, you've um, always said that you you believe the car is fundamentally wrong, you know, which, in a way, I I th- I um, I want to agree with you, but. At the same time, you 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 look at it that how can one of the these are like the best engineers in the world, maybe probably after NASA or you know yeah well you know the one of the best engineers you know how can they make such mistakes you know, but the but the truth of the matter is that as you said engineers always want to believe they are right and then they can always um fix things you know so I really um hope. Mercedes can come back, you know, and then um for Lewis, I don't see any motivation for next year, you know, because w- w- what do they actually see in the wind tunnel? What does the simulator give them? You know, every time we're seeing Lewis in the simulator, what's the simulator showing him? You know, is it showing him that, okay, you are up there or we're struggling? You know, these are these are um, some of the things um, I believe they need to provide the answers for. You know, because it's really, um, it's really the performance on 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 track is really um, horrible. You know, for a team that said they wanted to go for the ninth construct, they, they ain't going for any nine. They ain't going for any nine. They should leave it for other people. Let them eat. You know, and um, yeah. So, um, uh, I'll just uh, add the color, please. Sorry, I know you've been your hand has been up for a minute.
4: Uh, yeah, I- I- Imani just made like some of some of the crucial points regarding this Mercedes. Because I was having a discussion with a Mercedes fan yesterday regarding this whole unlocking the potential and all of that, and it's almost four races now, and you we are still on the on the note of gathering data, right? So now you are gathering data to fix a problem while other teams are gathering data to make an improvement. That is that is just the, the baseline. One team is out there bringing all sorts of sensors, gathering data to fix a particular problem, while other teams you are supposed to be on pair with are gathering data to see the best upgrades to bring especially in the case of Ferrari, because they've stated way earlier that they won't rush any upgrade course. They really believe the car they've built, so they will study it properly to know the best type of upgrade they will be bringing into races. That's the difference. And for how long do you have? All of us know that once it's mid-season, once they go for that break, it's almost a complete switch to the next season. I don't see... Any of the teams now, maybe Mercedes, aside Mercedes, that will still be trying to fix 2022 car after the the break. And how many races do we have before the break? I think it should be like seven thereabout, or or eight. I, I I can't I can't really tell. So that that was why I was saying it's best for them to just like you know what, let's just leave this and focus on either next year on the upper round course. I've Hundred percent believe there is something fundamentally wrong with that concept, and let's not forget as well that Ferrari, who, who already switched to this year car like two years ago, came out to say, "See, we actually checked this concept, and we just have to back out of it because we didn't really see anything significant with it." So, if Ferrari have uh, are like explored the podless concept and like, no, we are not doing this. Let's stick to the traditional way. And these are the teams that have already, like, tried to focus on this year a long time ago. And they probably maybe try to experiment further with us, given they are working closely together. Haas also came out to say we actually checked this in wind tunnel, given that they have uh, much wind tunnel time allocation probably they, they have more time to even test that concept, even way more than Ferrari, given where they finished uh, last season. And they also say we didn't really see anything useful in this concept, so they have to like also ditch it. It says a lot about the concept itself. So if there are two teams alongside Mercedes that explore that concept and later ditches to focus on the traditional way, that also says a lot. And now, during the 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 commentary uh, the, during the sprint or before the when they were doing the build-up, one of the commentators was saying one of the most biggest challenges nobody even understands how turbulence, uh, turbulence is formed. No aerodynamics in the world actually can say this is how turbulence is formed and how it can affect a, a performance. So this is one of the things that Mercedes is suffering about. They don't really, despite all the sensor they are bringing, they can't still really understand what is going on. And also, you you they, they, they asked Honor um, if the proportion can be recreated on the simulator, and it was like, yes, you can recreate it but You can't really just hold. There's nothing you can really you you can really get from that because the reality always just different. But it's possible to recreate proportion while on the simulator board. As all of them has realized, it's totally it's a totally different thing when they come to the track. So I, I feel it's a very hard pill to to swallow for Mercedes and their fans. But I think the best thing they can do is to quickly just switch, like, has did that, um, Ferrari did that. So I think they can make do with that too, and switch as quickly as possible to either next year or 2024.
1: Thank you very much, Adikola.
4: Uh, okay, um,
9: Balaji, then we'll come to Vanessa. So Balaji, please. Okay, thanks. I uh, just want to agree with, you know, seriously agree with Adikola and Imade because, you know, like if the track record has been, or my track record, I've been saying that also this concept is wrong and, you know, there's a, like the problems are plenty. So just to add to the engineering um discussion so basically there's been a serious brain drain at mercedes so they have lost so many engineers within the last i think two seasons or so and i don't think they have adequately replaced some of these guys so they are also suffering from you know an internal structure issue they've lost top guys to ferrari to red bull and it's i mean it's showing you can't lose so i think at a point, they said they had even lost 50 engineers to Ferrari. You can't lose that many. You can't replace and not replace them and not expect and expect rather to, so, you know, have good race weekends, build a good car, have great strategy. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So they also have internal issues. And then I also the lack of winter tunnel time or not lack, but rather they had the shortest winter tunnel time compared to Red Bull. Even though it was just 10%, but in In um, Formula One or in motorsports, 10%, you know, it goes a really, really long way. So it's also showing, and you cannot simulate poison in your wind tunnel. So even if they had one million hours, because you cannot run your car or the model car for like at that high, at at the same speed you would run the car on a racetrack. So in the tunnel, everything was fine, the air was flowing properly, you know, the whole podless design. Was giving them okay, giving them signs that like, okay things could work, but then on the track it's not working. And there was a video I saw on YouTube like two or three weeks ago from Peter Winsor. He interviewed the guy that actually brought about the ground effects concepts in Formula One. This was a thing. The guy he was in Formula One in like the seventies or eighties because this whole ground effects thing actually came up in the past. And you know, the guy said when he saw that the Mercedes was bouncing. He called James Allison, and he told him best of luck because this bouncing thing is one of the hardest things to ever fix. So once I saw that video, once I heard what the guys said, I was just like, Phew. you know, this concept clearly, clearly isn't working. And, you know, like Imadi said, engineers are proud. So they take great pride in fixing issues. So they really would keep persisting, adding sensors here and there. Trying to make things work, but it's it's so sad. I mean, if we look at the floor of the Mercedes of the W thirteen, like the floor looks so unfinished. It looks so rough, so unrefined, so jagged. And then it also has metal struts supporting the floor. So that means like if we remove those struts, the floor would basically collapse to the to the road. And I mean, it's it's a mess. So the list of problems for the Mercedes team is like it keeps getting longer and longer. And now we discover that they have tire warm-up issues. So these issues didn't really didn't really affect them in Bahrain because of the higher track temperature. But yesterday when it rained, you know, the, I think it was like sixteen degrees or eighteen degrees for the track temperature and then they just couldn't get the tires to work. So like the list keeps getting longer and longer. So I think like Adi said, they should just probably switch focus to next season because Lewis is thirty seven now, he'll be thirty-eight next year. I don't think he wants to, you know, struggle with SEB at the back of the grid. I mean, Seb has made his peace with it. He's just happy to be making attendance here and there. So he can be at the back of the grid for the next four years and he'll be fine. But I don't think Lewis is that kind of person. So if they don't fix it now, I mean, it's, the future isn't looking bright at the moment. So I think that's that's just... That's my conclusion right now. Thank
1: you, Paul, Jean Thank you very much. So I was just... um, I was just going to say... How as as a Mercedes fan that you are, how would you advise um the team to salvage this season? Because you also have to um understand that it's not performance on track also um also um how would I put it also influences um finances, you know? And then um Obviously, if 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 Mercedes, which they won't win the constructors, um, this year with the way things are going, how like how do you expect them to salvage um this season in general? Because finances are very important in this sports, regardless of um all the sponsors and everything. We have a budget cap, you know,
9: so um. That's my question for you Balaji. I don't know. If... So I think really they just have to because um Shovelyn came out yesterday to say oh they are comfortably the third fastest car on Richstream. So if they are comfortably the third fastest car on stream, I think they just have to make sure they remain the third fastest car on stream because if they slide any low I mean like McLaren, I mean that they are showing strong signs of improvement. So they really need to make sure that as the factory Mercedes thing they need to Always outscore and outperform their customer teams and the customer teams of all the other NG manufacturers on the grid, because that's the only hope now. Because the gap between the top two teams and you know third position is it's crazy. So at at the moment, because of I mean the difference between third place and fourth place is quite significant. Because if you remember last season, McLaren and Ferrari were basically trying to kill themselves for that third spot because of the yeah. the the winnings they would get from that position. So. They just need to make sure they cement their, quote-unquote, you know, third fastest car on the grid. Well, uh, Balaji, uh, I was just,
1: I just remembered something, so I was just going to um, come in for, um, I don't know, at the currently the third fastest car on the grid is looking like, um, um what do you call it, um, at the moment McLaren, you know, with um, both drivers finishing p and P5. P5. You know, um, it should, it, that, that alone should get Mercedes worried, you know, because your customer team that were, was nowhere in Bahrain was at the back foot in Jeddah, picked up in um, Australia. Now, I'm looking like they are, they are back to normal in, um, what do you call it, you um, Imola. You know, I think that I think it should it should send a strong um message to Mercedes that they might think they are the third fastest at the moment, but or, or rather on the on the grid, but they are not. Exactly. I was very
9: surprised when Strub was like, oh, comfortably, you know, my third fastest, and in their race debrief for the last week, I think Australia. Uh Vals, James Vals, also said the same thing that, oh, you know, what so, so I think they just have this sort of comfort that, oh, you know, even, even though we're not as fast as they talk to teams, at least we're not in the midfield or something. And pff, I mean, that's that's not the, the right mindset to have at the moment. So I just hope that as they know or they currently be the third fastest car on the grid, they are also working to remain the third fastest car because McLaren, I mean Andre Andreasido, like his track record is so amazing. Like he's doing wonders with the McLaren team. So if care is not taking, like you said, I see I I see them really struggling with McLaren for P3. And it's it'll be such a disgrace to lose out to your customer team. I hope it doesn't get to that, but it's it's, it's not looking good.
1: Thank you, Bolaji. Um, Vanessa, please. Thank you. I know you're have been up for a minute.
10: Hi, guys. Um, Hi. So I think that Mercedes needs to accept that there is something fundamentally wrong with the car. I don't think the bouncing is the issue because we've watched three races and we've seen how the Ferrari bounces as well because it bounces a good bit. I think it's fine to just tell us that, look, this time we didn't get it right. There's something wrong with it. I also think that the drivers have lost hope in the car because Mm -hmm. um, Hamilton is driving like he doesn't even trust the car that he's driving. Um, It's it's Russell's first season, so I understand. I mean, I have some... Like, I give him some breathing space, but I feel like in this sprint race, he did not pull his weight. I feel like he could have gone past Vettel faster than he did, like earlier than he did. And I think that just held everybody else up. Um, yeah, there's a problem with the car. They need to fix it, and I think they can maybe not fix it to like win races, like to be. I think fix it to a, a certain level where we are not fighting for 11th and 14th, and because yeah, no, there's something very wrong with the car. I I understand that everybody says you cannot dominate every every season but to fall from p1 p2 to fighting to even get into the points to fighting to even get into to q2 and q3 there is a problem there's a big problem and i think it needs to be fixed if not it's just tell us, and everybody will just close their minds and know that this season nothing is happening and focus on next season that's what i have to say
1: Thank you very much. Um, I think now the, the what do you call it, the position everyone is, every Mercedes fan is looking at now is towards focusing on next season, you know. We didn't think Mercedes would be, or any Mercedes fan would be saying this um, in January, you know. But, you know, life comes at you very quickly. Um, Balaji, um okay, Baji, I'll come to you please. Um, Abdul,
11: please. Um, okay. So for Mercedes, um I heard Bolaji saying they are the third fastest car on the grid and they have to solidify that. But that third fastest car is actually coming under threat because the house are really doing well. And McLaren are even doing way better. I mean, the customer team are doing way better, even than a Ricardo was up for the fight today. And um, McLaren, after the top two teams, Red Bull and Ferrari, McLaren are the next two. I mean, in terms of sprint pos- um, positions this week. And they look really quick. So, obviously, not quicker than Red Bull or Ferrari. So, I think um, with the way things are for Mercedes, um, that thought fastest, they may not get it. They may not get it with the way things are currently. But there is still a bit of hope for them in the sense that teams are going to keep on developing their cars and there will be different changes come, the, come the, this season, actually. um, I was actually listening to some people talk this week and I think some, at least people with good F1 knowledge, and they said by the end of the season, the way the cars look now, they may not actually look that way because of developments here and there. So in terms of developments, and mind, mind you that we still have like 23, we have 23 races this season. We have close to 20 races left or thereabouts, there's actually still hope that Mercedes can develop and actually move forward. But as of now, that third fastest, I don't think they are the third fastest car right now. I think McLaren are the third fastest car. And um, between Alpine, Haas and Mercedes, they they are in the same basket right now currently. But with how good they are, with the investment they put in F1 and the talents they still have, I know they've lost a lot of guys. Um, come towards the tail end of the season, they can come back to the third fastest car and probably by next season, mount a title fight if if they can next season. But as of now, nah, there's nothing. And mind, the fact, that uh, Red Bull developed really well during the season. So I'm confident in that, that Red Bull will keep on getting better and better and ferrari have not even brought any significant upgrade i believe that's even the scariest part so mercedes surely won't touch the top two but uh, maybe maybe next season they'll be they'll be ready next season thank you
1: thank you um
11: bolaji please
9: okay so uh like abdul said we the position of you know third fastest is under threat. but my own fear is that you know if they fall behind McLaren and the rest, because he said that, you know, towards the end of the season, they can become the third fastest. If they fall behind, I don't think, like, the gap might be too insurmountable for them to actually get back to, you know, P3. Because before this weekend, Toto was saying it's a, 20, so a 20% chance for them to win the championship, blah, blah, blah. So now, if they fall way behind, you know, it's a 20% chance for them to finish P3. So it's, you know, it's not, it's really, it's it's a tricky situation. And I me, mean, I mean for now yes it looks tricky and you know, it's just the sprint race suddenly can come and you know they'll find a way to just hack some very lucky results, finishing the top ten, everyone is happy, you know. But at the moment it's like it's it's not looking good. And like Vanessa said, so basically they keep blaming the whole bouncing, bouncing, bouncing and pop isn't an issue, but Ferrari bounces violently. Like if you see the onboards of Leclerc and Sainz, like they are bouncing violently. And yet, you know, they are still setting purple sectors. They are still setting fastest times. They are still almost stopping the speed traps. Like, if you check the speed traps this season, like, it's been so sad for the Mercedes teams. The enter corners like, 10 to so 14 kilometers slower than the top two teams. Their the apex speeds are almost 20 kilometers slower than the top two teams. Like, you cannot win any race if you are lifting way before... The corner, and that's also because they keep the claim that it's because of the bouncing. So basically, they cannot judge the breaking points confidently, so they have to slow down way before they need to. But I mean this, and in motorsport, like a tenth of a second is a lifetime. So if you're losing a tenth in almost every corner, and your car has high drag, your engine isn't giving you as much power as like the Red Bull engines or the Ferrari engines on the streets. Like if you compound all of that across the lap when everything is done you end up being seven times to one second slower than the top two teams. And, you know, when people look at the timing sheets, they're like, oh my God, why is Mercedes so far behind? But they don't know that the problems are at, at almost every single corner, every single straight. It's, it's, it, I mean, the problems are plenty. they are just so many.
1: Well, Bolaji, I know it's difficult for you being Mercedes fan and um, at the same I believe you're also a Manchester United fan as well so double problem double issues
2: double <laughs> things
9: I mean for my studies I accepted it after Bahrain because you know I had hopes with the whole like I was like I can confidently say that I was burnt by the rumors of the potless design bringing one second to advantage over the rest of the grid everything everything so when Imadi was saying that people were saying oh Mercedes with ace regulations, I was part of this because I was really confident and I was really proud of the team and everything, but now like, after Bahrain, I was like, okay something is wrong, so I've accepted Mercedes' position right now. For United, I mean, I prefer not to speak.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> on, uh, thank you, Bolaji. So um, we'll just be moving on to um, Ferrari, you know, um, Elia, this week, Carlos Sainz um signed his um new contract with Ferrari until twenty twenty four, so keeping him um with the talents for another two years, you know, um. So I don't know. Do you guys feel obviously um he's he performed better than um Charles last um season, you know? So um. I, I believe he at least deserved the 2023 um seat, you know, but um it's more of a mixed feelings because um there's a certain demographic that I feel okay um they should have just given him one year rather than um two years, you know, to um based on his stats um this season so um do you guys feel it's just for ferrari has justified giving him the two years you know so if anyone wants to go um go first
9: okay so i mean it's uh i think most teams are learning from vb's Mercedes uh, time. So, giving a driver a one-year contract, it kind of puts them under so much pressure because, you know, they don't know where they stand or where they would stand by the end of the season. They have to make sure they ace every single race so they can win points, you know, with the fans, with top brass, with team principal, so they could get that extension. So, basically, two years is more like the safety net. So, at least he knows, that okay, I still have an extra year I can focus on my racing and improve my racecraft and everything. And yeah, I mean, last season, he really did show he he deserved the two-year contract. He's just had, you know, a tricky start to the season and he's 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 like he's doing too much. He's trying to catch up with Leclerc. I mean Leclerc has shown that look I'm um, one of the elite drivers on the grid. But what we just need or what they just need from science is just to be like two, two, zero point 0.2 seconds just behind Leclerc. He Doesn't have to always beat him, but I think science still has that mindset that I need to always beat Leclerc. And so he's overdriving the car. He's making, you know, some silly mistakes and he's lacking that finesse to just keep the car on track. But with time, he would, you know, he will get better and things things will get better for him. But the two-year contract, I think, that was the the barest minimum and the safest way. Because if the one-year contract, like. By, by you know the summer break. You're thinking, would they sign me? Would they let me go? You know, different things are running through your head. And we all know for every track record, if they even give you a six-year contract, they can they can fire you after one year. So we don't need to really worry about the number they give him because they can do and undo anything. But a two-year contract is a safer way to go.
1: Yeah. Thank you,
11: Bola. Um, Abdul, please. Yeah, so the two-year contract they gave him was uh, to me is an absolute no-brainer um, because he did very well last season, as Bolaji mentioned, and we know how good he is. We've seen him in different teams. We see how he can adapt to any situation he finds himself and actually do. And really, if you look around the grid, there's nobody else that could that could really come in and do the kind of job he has done or is currently doing. Schumacher is clearly not ready, and um, the other young guns on the grid are either tied to long-term contracts, likes of Lando, George, and the likes, or the remaining are not good enough. I'm not sure they want to bring in a juvenile into their seat because that's not even good there. But yeah, he's the smooth operator. will would get better. I mean, even the sprint today, you could saw that he didn't overdrive. He was careful and with patience, he fought his way back to P4. So. He's going, to, he's going to get better and he's, he's going to definitely help them in the Constructors' um, Championship. I mean, was the part of the reason why they got third last year ahead of McLaren. So giving him a two-year contract is a no-brainer. And then um, he will do well. The problem, Schumacher actually has to be scared right now because if he keeps delivering consistent performances like this, it may just delay Schumacher's um, inevitable salary seat. That's just my opinion. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Abdul. Um just on um just on this um Schumacher and Ferrari um romance, you know, like why can't we just stop something where it it ends? The relate the Thing ends with his father, you know. Like, he doesn't just have to continue, you know, he can go another path. Because for me, I see this whole um, Ferrari seat as much more pressure for him because he's trying to perform in house so that he can move to Ferrari, you know. So you have a very competitive um teammates in K Mark who who with so much experience in the sport is difficult for you to um beat, you know. So um I just feel that um my personal opinion is that this whole Ferrari and Schumacher thing should just should is it's not is not it's not worth it at the end of the day. If if he's a talented driver, he will get his seat. You know, or he or he, or he might get a team better that is doing um better at that moment than maybe Ferrari or whoever is um, leading. You know, so I just believe he should just keep working hard. If he's qualified, he'll get this. If not, he leaves the spot. So, um, similarly please.
2: Yeah. Um so
3: um concerning first of all, concerning Carlos Sainz, um, I think he has he has done um well enough to to get a two-year deal. I think he has he earned it from what we saw last season. And and um I um I think someone was talking about how he he is always trying to do better than Leclerc. Um well I mean Carlos Sainz is definitely no virtual brothers, right? He's not just going to be satisfied with being second to Charles Leclerc. For what we saw last year, you know, I mean, obviously the difference between him and Leclerc this has just been the consistency, you know, he needs to cut out the mistakes from, you know, his driving, you know, and he, I mean, he's a very exceptional driver in my opinion, you know, so I think he has, he has done well enough to have ended that two-year deal, so let's see how he performs well. Um, concerning the Schumacher-Ferrari bromance, like you, you rightfully said, I mean, I don't know if he has done... Uh, he has shown um, anything to me that, you know, deserves joining Ferrari at all. I mean, last season, he had a team with that you know, he didn't really need to do much to beat, in my own opinion. And, you know, this season that he has been paired with a very experienced driver, you know, um, we've seen the golf, you know, in class between the two of them. So I still feel like he has a lot to learn before, in my own opinion, he can even and something like a Ferrari seat. So, yeah. Uh, uh, it interesting to see how that unfolds, but I, I don't think you should get a seat on Ferrari just because, you know, he's Michael Schumacher's son, you know. Yeah, so that's
0: my opinion.
1: Thank you. Um, just to add to... Um, before... Um, Abdul, quickly, before I come to you, just to add to... Um, what Shemuluri said. I believe... If um, Has didn't go for um, what was his name? k go come back um, go for k against um after they fired um Mazepin, I would have loved to see Oscar Piastri and um, what do you call him? Schumacher, you know um, both competing as um teammates like obviously while on loan because it would have maybe. Okay, allowed us to see from a different point of view, you know, because both have won F two um championships, so you you cannot say okay, which of them deserves to be in the sports longer, you know. So um, Abdul,
11: please. Um, so starting from where you just stopped, uh, I don't doubt if Piastri would have come in, I don't think we would have realized the true potential of that Husker. Because Magnussen is currently extracting everything from that car right now and he's putting it in places that um, we didn't even expect. I mean, he scored points today in the sprint, and um, he has just been he has just been dragging that car. He was P4 in qualifying yesterday. I mean, really, really good performances. A P3 would have basically been if he was really good, he would have basically been where Guan Yu Zhou is right now. Because Guan Yu Zhou has been is currently doing everything he needs to do as a rookie. I mean, he has finished 10th, 11th, 11th. He's so just around the point. And he's even doing better than some people that have been in the sport longer than him. So, so that's that. I'm back to Schumacher. I just wanted to make this point. Um, I think you guys underestimate the emotional attachments people have with Schumacher and Ferrari and the way everything currently is for Nick's dad that. right now. So, I mean, it's almost inevitable that you get into that spot because, one, is good for business. A Schumacher name in a Ferrari, again, I mean, even people that don't watch Formula One associate Ferrari with Schumacher, and um, that name is going to be good for sponsors. It's going to get more Germans. The T4C, I know their fan base is incredible, but the, the German part of it will just go wild if the Schumacher comes in. Um. So, I think that's going to happen, and. Forget the fact that these teams are big. They have money. They still want the sponsors. They still want the sponsors bringing more money. And a Schumacher name in a Ferrari will definitely bring in the sponsors. Now, for his performances, I mean, his rookie season is out of the way. He was in a terrible car. To me, this is even his own rookie season now because they have a car that is okay. um, A car that can get points. And his start against his well-experienced teammate hasn't been disastrous by all means. He's been bad, but not disastrous. He just needs to put in more work. And he's not getting the Ferrari seat next year or in two years, maybe in three, four years. He can get it because for some drivers, it takes a while for them to develop. Not everybody is a Max Verstappen or a Lewis Hamilton that just comes in, guns blazing and immediately you can see their talent. Some drivers take a bit of time for them to a bit of time and development for them to actually show that, yeah, they are that good. I mean, take a look at Gasly. Um, Gasly is now showing that, okay, look, I may not be um a Lewis Hamilton, but I am actually up there. So we should just give Schumacher time. I still believe he can come good. I mean, for somebody to win F3 and win F2 is actually no flu. And um, we'll see how his development goes.
9: Um
11: um Abdul, can I just um
1: can I just say that you know one thing is that I just I, I just looked it up now and then um one thing is that when you look at Shumaka, you think he's around 1819, you know, but it's actually 23, you know. And then when you say Three, four years time, you not, you now you now say, okay, how long left will he even have in this sport? You know, because what well, be maybe four years' time, that'll be like 27, you know, and then probably drive five, six years if he gets the Ferrari seat, you know. So I think that's another point, you know, because age, age, age is something for um Age is, age is something that comes into, into um, consideration when managing talents.
11: So that's, that's what I was just trying to um point out. Um, I mean, so for age, you mentioned age. I mean, the Formula One drivers can go up until 34, mm-hmm. 35. I mean, the really good ones, I mean, we have Alonso who is over 40 and Alonso is still giving it everything. I'm not putting Schumacher on Alonso's level. But he can still drive. If he drives from, from 38 up until 32, 33, I mean, that's, that's that's fine now. I think what happened in Formula 1 from 2019, when the likes of Lando, Alex, George came in and the age reduced, people thought, oh, yeah, if you don't get a seat in your first two, three years at 1921, that's all. But that's not it. I mean, in years ago, people used to wait years before they actually got a good seat in Formula One. I mean, look at um, look at Nico Rosberg before his before Mercedes finally came good. He was he was not a young he was not a young lad. So for him at twenty three, not being in a top car or not being a top team yet doesn't mean it's over for him. I mean, if you drive five years in a good car, Bottas drove about five years in a good car. And yeah, he's, he's he's permanently on his CV. So there's still time for Schumacher. The boy was the boy was still coming good. I believe in him.
1: Thank you, um, Abdul. Can we have um Anthony, please?
6: Oh, thanks for allowing me to join the space. Um, I'm a big um, Lewis Hamilton fan. Well, I've been supporting him for years, but pain. I don't know. Um, these sprint races i think they should be scrapped you know this is not um you know f2 when they have their sprint races and they have then the main race the the race afterwards you know it's i don't know where um why the fia decided to bring in the sprint races um i think they should just have their proper normal race and then that's it these sprint races like what we saw today, it was just a joke. You know what I'm saying? It's just like eh. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's me,
1: but um um Ant- Anthony I'll just um I'll just um, ask you a question here. Why why do you think you should be um scrapped? Because I I say I won't I I see that you're a um, Lewis fan, so I won't say you can't say Lewis or Mercedes are actually doing well now, you know, because it, they need to be performing for it to for it to like unless they have the rights for it for it to say okay you don't want this or you don't feel that this is the need for this to be in place, you know.
6: And I've always said from day one, as soon as they introduced their sprint races, I was like, you know, FP2, when I was, you know, F2, you know, they've got their sprint races. I'm saying, why are they bringing this into F1? You know, what's the purpose of doing a sprint race? Like, just keep it normal. They want to make it interesting. But I'm just like, eh, nah. It's, you know, they're trying to make, they're trying to turn f1 into entertainment you know formula one back in the day because i've been watching formula one from since i was five formula one's a sport but now they're trying to make it entertainment which personally in my opinion i don't think that they should do they should just keep it as a sport you know i'm saying keep it as motor racing you know you have your practice sessions you have your race you know you have your qualifying then you have your race like after the fiasco of last year i thought they would have learned their lesson like having sprint races it doesn't benefit anyone you know having these you know up to is it a place you get a point and all them things there's like they keep on changing the rules as they see fit they should just keep it as a sport just your race weekend your practice sessions, your qualifying and then the race on the Sunday. But having these sprint races now with these new cars, is just like, yeah, it doesn't bode well going forward, you know, as a sport, it was this, you know, it's not, sooner or later, it's not gonna become a sport anymore. It's just gonna be pure entertainment. You know, they've got that drive, drive to survive. And I'm thinking, you know, why, why are you having a drive to survive? Like, you know, like seriously, like, I know, man. It's yeah. The FIA they need to reevaluate certain situations regards to how they approached us. You know, the sport going forwards. You know, that's just my opinion.
1: Okay. Um. Thank you, Anthony. But I was just going to uh, actually with you being a Mercedes fan, I know you are not. Um in the best of mood. But what do you think about Mercedes' performance this season and how do you think they can salvage that?
6: Um,
1: We're on that topic again.
6: To be quite honest, and I've said this from the start, from when um, Lewis said that, you know, they're not in a position to be challenging, I knew that Mercedes have messed up and, you know, I'm not trying to push a narrative to anyone. This is just my opinion. They've got it wrong this season and, a load of people are going on the hopes in regards to, you know, they're going to turn it around because, you know, they're the eighth constructors, as well. champions, bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. I said, look, the past is the past. This is a new era. It's not going to be an easy fix as it was last year when they managed to turn it around and Lewis was literally spearheading them until the final race of last season, you know, getting level on points for Verstappen. Um,. And it looks like this season, they've just gone back today. It looks like they've gone backwards from they were in Australia last weekend to today. You know, all this data collecting that they've got, it's all good you having the data, but they're not drivers. You know, these data analysts, they forget that they're not drivers. You know, they haven't been in the car. They don't know. What the situation is in the car. So you could have all the data in the world, but if it doesn't correlate to what the drivers are saying, how exactly are you going to get the best out of the situation? Now, Toto has said it as well in regards to, you know, they're not in a position to win races. You know, he's literally been blunt, but, you know, people are hoping on that, you know, the potential of this car and they unlock it, this, then the other. But I'm just like, Lewis has, Hamilton has just categorically just said that they got it wrong this season, you know, from his own mouth that they've got it wrong this season and it's like, it's the hope that's killing people at the present moment because it's painful. You know, I've been supporting this for, from c he was you know, I'll stick with them but it's just the reality of it all that if they get a couple of wins, great, but that's about it. They're not going to be fighting for the title this year or anything because, you know, the deficit to Ferrari and Red Bull is it will be that much if once they do or not the potential of the car going forward so you know it's going to be painful you know like 2013 when he was at Mercedes you know it was a painful year but I don't know it's just like they took one step forward and two steps back and that's what's happened today it's like they've taken two steps back you know they're not competitive and you've got all the other midfield teams around them who are who are more competitive to them. So it's very disheartening to see whilst they're in the sprint race today that they're struggling, you know, they're stuck behind this DRS train on this track. And I'm just like, well, you know, the race tomorrow is a long race, you know, you know, it is what it is. So we'll see in it, like I said. If they can get the car working, it's fine. If they get a couple of race wins and they're hey-ho, you know what I'm saying? But you would expect it off the what happened last season with Mercedes, you would expect them to come out fighting on all fronts to say, yeah, you know what? We put last year behind them, but we're going to challenge And At this present moment, they're not challenging. You know, it's a new car. Ferrari and Red Bull have got it down. Other teams are approving around. And if Mercedes, though... Fix their issues before uh, sooner rather than they are. They're going to be behind other, t- you know. They're going to be behind other teams like McLaren, Haas, you know, who are doing surprisingly well, you know. Um, Alpha, uh, you know, Alpine. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. You know, it's it's a long season. You know, I do hope that they get it right, but. You know, it's not looking good at the present moment. To be quite honest, that's just my opinion. It's not looking good. You know, they've they've gone backwards um, this weekend. You know what I'm saying. So we'll see in it. Yeah. Thank you, thank you very much,
1: uh, Anthony. Thank you for your um, opinion and your um, insights, as well as um, your suggestion on the um, um what do you call it, on the sprint. Weekend, you know. I personally feel that um, you know sometimes we just need to try new things, you know, which is what I feel the um Formula One has tried, you know. So um Imadi, please then um yeah Imadi, please then thank you.
8: All right, yeah, I just wanted to like respond to or um, also add to the whole sprint. Um, weekend discussion I think I think it's just human nature to like what's going our way and dislike what's going what's not going our way for example when it seemed last season when it seemed um, Verstappen and Red Bull was running away with the title after the run of form um, up to I think Mexico and then they went to Brazil and take it a leave with the sprint race helped um, Lewis claw back some points so Personally, if Mercedes and Lewis were in a very prime position to steal vital points today, I don't think Mercedes fans would hate the race weekend or hate the sprint weekend to be like, oh, fine, this is an opportunity to score more points. They've even increased the amount of points that will be allocated at the end of the sprint weekend. Then, uh, secondly, um, Formula One. I've also been watching from London for a very long time, when I was actually in primary school. So when I knew little or not, so nothing about the sport, I just basically loved the sport. So, but the sport has basically been, what I'm trying to say is the sport has been in one position. I'm also not of the opinion that it should be turned to entertainment, but some impute of some sort to sort of spice up the race weekend is actually needed everyone knows what oh, we're just going to do before it was just one hour 30 minutes of free practice one two three quality then race it was becoming so monotonous and um, that's why up to an extent I don't talk down on the sprints weekend because it's something different and um, weirdly enough Imola that is not known for overtaking produced quality overtakes today so up to an extent, I welcome the sprint weekend because it's just an opportunity. And that they did, I'm also fine as they didn't make it really, really frequent as they wanted to make it before. So it's just an opportunity to spice up the whole season. And everyone's some maybe someone loses out at the end of the season and, like, oh, because he didn't perform in this sprint weekend, or you performed in this sprint weekend and then he gave you eight extra points, or he or gave you four extra points and that kind of thing. Now, even though the next game, for Max to Leclerc, I think it's just one point today. That one point could matter at the end of the season if it turns out that Max wins Leclerc by one point. So, yeah, that's basically what I'm going to say. Thank you.
1: Thank you, uh, Madi. Thank you. Well, uh, just to add to what you said, I think, um, you know, um, for every, every... Action, you know, there's there's always a certain reaction, you know, and you you are bound to get two kinds of reaction, a positive and a negative one, you know, like um recently, uh like in as much as is we as or people might look at it as entertainment, you know, um. There's a huge amount of work that goes in for that entertainment, which involves the drivers and all those um ground personnels, you know. Because recently Sergio Perez was um saying um if they were they were to have more than twenty, I believe more than twenty three races. I don't, I was, I'm not sure what he said or the specific number, but he said because um. Stefano Domenicali uh, was saying um, in the possible future there could be up to thirty um um grand Prix, you know, and then um, Perez was like, "Well, he might have to leave the sport because of how tedious and um, um strenuous it you know um it gets, you know, because you you are always in the simulator from simulator to press um events, you know, you can imagine what it is being in Red Bull." being a major for Red Bull, you know. So um yeah, I think there's also the that's like more of the negative part of it because there's also that physical and mental stress to it for um the humans involved, you know. So in as much as every, um they try to create more entertainment and um more fun, you know, that part of um that part of um well I say that part of the sports has to be considered as well. You know. So um yeah. Um um thank, thank you. and um sorry if I okay, Potbelly Mandalorian. Sorry, I just didn't get your name.
7: Okay, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot, uh F1 Niger. Uh thank you so much for giving me this platform and uh, for everybody who's joined joined uh, to listen in on this post-sprint race discussion. So um, I'd like to share a few of my thoughts about this whole sprint format. Uh, looking back in history, how we used to have three days of free practice, and then we've cut down to two days of free practice. And now with this sprint race format we we can say we've got one and a half days of free practice added on top of that we've got the curfews where the cars are taken by the FIA and the teams can only work on the cars during a specific window which is limited I think this sprint race format um, in as much as they want to make it interesting it's it's really cramping uh, creativity and and what the teams can actually do because the length of, of the sprint race limits tire degradation. And it, 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 in as much as they want to make it more of entertainment, I think it puts a strain on the teams. And when we look at the reason why they introduced the sprint races, initially they were like, okay. Mercedes has dominated. Let's change things and introduce the sprint race. But now, look—if you look at the fastest laps and the gaps between the cars and the teams right now, it seems as if that dominance still prevails, but it's just switched from Mercedes to Ferrari. And I don't really think um, FIA really know what exactly uh, or how exactly to resolve this this challenge, but. I I would say that if we want to see if the sprint races work, let's not choose a track like Imola. Let's let's go somewhere else where we have more overtaking, introduce more days of, of free practice so that the teams can get to fine-tune the cars, not a situation where we race today. People hardly rest. Next thing tomorrow, we've got another race. And it kind of makes it pointless. Why are we having... Two races consecutively, one day after another. So those are my points.
1: Thank you, thank you. Well, um, just to um add to what you said, yeah, because um, 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 like you have in in as much as um you have maybe um. Some drivers that do um will I say complain about the tight schedule, you know. You actually have some drivers that look forward to having the sprints and um what do you call it, the Grand Prix itself, you know. So um I think is um different strokes for for um everyone, you know. So uh yeah, that's just um I don't know if anyone had wanted to add anything before we move on. Okay, so um, so yeah, moving on um to um Aston Martin. You know, Aston Martin um had a very horrible weekend in um, Melbourne. You know, lots of um, crash, lots of um, misjudgments, you know. But, um, you know, Seb came into this um, weekend looking much more ready, you know, as compared to um, Melbourne, whereby he was making some silly mistakes. But we all know that Aston Martin, since they became Aston Martin, you know they always, they've just been on the back foot you know especially at this point whereby they have all the funding and um the financial backing you know it just it just shows it just goes to show that um sometimes um money isn't um everything you know um good management good structure and um having well, I, well, I say the right um, personnel would um, push you forward, you know, because I believe when Ottmar um, left, um, they lost some um, engineers as well, you know. So, um, yeah, but um, overall, in the sprint standing, um, finished they were. Obviously there are no point um points. So P13 and P13 Vettel um P15 Stro respectively. So um I don't know if anyone has anything to add to Aston Martin as a whole. You know, I'm, also there are rumors that um Lauren Strow is considering selling the team. You know, um, to Audi, you know, I'll say as Lawrence as if, as a, for I, I've known Lawrence Tro before he got into f one as a very, um, good businessman. You know, in the fashion industry, is not this is one of these worst business decisions he has made. You know, but sometimes you can understand where it's coming from. You know, sometimes fam- family. Sometimes emotions and um, family come into play, and then it tends to cost you a lot, you know. So, um, yeah, Imade, please.
8: Uh, Yeah, I really don't have much about Aston Martin. Everyone knows they, were, they are currently behind the grid. And um, Paul, I just wanted to touch on the whole how him selling the team. Personally, currently, I think it's bullshit. I don't think he's going to sell that thing because... Um, he's building, he, he sees this as an investment, obviously, but it's racing points and he's actually building a new wind tunnel and an entire factory from scratch up. I, the best is no one is actually going to pick up, buy up, um, a half investment at the moment, like a half built factory, more like a one quarter built factory. I don't think anyone is want, going to want to do that and continue the build. So if he's actually going to sell it, he should have completed it first, then have some things running before he'll be able to sell it. So personally, I think that story is maybe just cooked up bullshit. I obviously could be wrong, but I honestly don't With the amount of money he has sunk into building the factory and an entire new wind tunnel, so they stopped using the one at, Bar- at Brackley. I don't think he's just going to sell it halfway unless he's, well, as you said, maybe emotions just took over him. Then, yeah,
11: exactly. That's what I'm going to say. Thank you.
8: Well, um, i I would say ah, this. Is sometimes,
1: you know, when it comes to uh, business, yeah, sometimes some people just look at it as cutting their losses now, you know, rather than um um, ac- um accumulating more losses um later on because with him completing the factor and everything is he's accumulating more losses, you know, in, um, in the potential future, you know? So, well, um, let's see how that, um, pans out, you know, but, um, with Seb, you know, um, rumors that, um, Seb, um, heading for the retirement, the gates of retirement, you know? So, um, I don't know how, um, I would say it's very difficult to judge how long we'll still see um Seb in this um sport, you know. And then um it's just very difficult, you know. I don't even know if anyone has anything to add about Seb.
8: If you please retire. He's that's the only driver I've supported from <laughs> 2007 two thousand and eight. If you please retire, I beg he has he has won, won everything. He's he has tasted ultimate success and he has tasted ultimate defeat. So, what else is left? He, should, he can't obviously say he's hanging his boots when the ovation is high. So, she just cut his losses now and a big rest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be honest, honestly, because. If we, are, if we are being very realistic, there's no door that is going to open for Seb, you know, not even a house. You know, a it house is not, a house will not take um, Seb right now. Obviously, financial implications come in, you know, and um, I think, uh, as, as you said, I think um, his time is. is Literally up, you know, because sometimes you see, uh, you're like, ah, "This is not this is not is and you know, even when it was in early Ferrari, um, when it was in the early Ferrari days, you know, a bit more lively, you know. But I will, I, I will say, I will say, um, the whole Ferrari, um, journey, the way the way it ended was was not the best, you know. But I guess that's how. Sometimes that's how life is, you know. It doesn't always feel for you. But as you said, Seb has won everything. there is to win. He has had his time. He has had his moments, you know. So maybe he might be heading out of the door um, this end of this season. But yeah, we we'll just have to wait till I believe till they come back from um, summer break because it's from summer break who will know if he's going or not. You know. So um yeah. So um moving on, still um still in that um uh, old people league, you know, we have um uh Alonso and um Ocon, you know, Alonso Alonso who has um come out this week, earlier this week, to say he is not looking to retire anytime soon, you know, and for a young driver like Klaus ah Street, I will not lie him am I will not be praying let, let him, let him, let him let, every this weekend, let one sickness just be, just, be, just find him, because a ah, man that is not ready to retire, you know, you are, he's literally, um, he, he look from a point of view, his career is on hold, you know. So, um, yeah, but with him being their simulator and um, reserve driver, you know, he still has a um, a role to play, you know. Both um, both drivers, you know, they um, I would say this weekend, yeah, there's been like a drop back for Alpine. Because um, this wasn't the Alpine that we saw in um, in um, what you call them that we saw in um, Australia. You know they were Alonso was fighting for pole. You know and then um, now they are nowhere to be found. Even though they are suffering from reliability issues, you know. So I don't know if anyone has anything to add to paying quickly I don't know if anyone has noticed the um most midfield teams yeah most of the midfield teams that of last season you know they are they are paying alpha um twary, you know they've just been the top midfield teams they've they've not just performed um they've like what that means that they've struggled with so much reliability um this um season you know so um does anyone have anything to add to um our pin just before we move on okay so um so, Moving on to Williams, you know, Williams. Um, Williams, pfft, I don't know. I, I feel uh, Williams, this they have an Alex Albon, you know, which is a very good driver, you know, but they're not giving him a good car, you know, to help him or rather to help them, you know be in the fight, in the, um, in contention for, um, the midfield, you know, and, and then it's, um, very sad. Like, um, the other day, Josh Capito was, come was coming out to say, like, when they asked him, what is the issue with, um, Alex Albon's car, he literally said that he can't say it because it's very embarrassing to, um, say what the issue is, you know, and what costs, um the retirement, you know. So it just um I don't know, it just it just boils down to is this a personnel issue, you know, because when um Josh Capital came into Williams, you know, many thought that okay, there's going to be some certain restructuring, you know, and many of the um people that are there are from um the Clare Clare regime, you know, and then in a, in, a, in an in an organization that is looking to rebuild and restructure and uh, go forward, you clear out the the old ones and then bring in new ones with new ideas and um, new um, way of doing things. You know, so what is really going on at Williams? You know, so um, I don't know if anyone has anything to add um, on Williams.
9: Uh, okay, so I think for Williams, I don't really know much about how they are running, but I know during the whole Claire Williams era when she was, you know, trying to find, should I say, buyers, take over the team, and you know the uh, like just capital and you know his investment uh, backers came in and they were really making such noise, like a huge noise about oh they're coming with funding, this and that. So I mean, I think I had a bit of high hopes for them because. Towards, like, for last season, they were getting a bit of traction, getting into Q2 here and there because of George Russell, getting into Q3, the rare times. And then, you know, this season came in and we're thinking, okay, so they'll continue from where they stopped because they they have the funding and they've got a new driver and everything. So it's a bit disappointing to see that they've gone back to, you know, where they were before the so-called investments, before Claire Williams sold the team. And I really, and I think Albon is basically fighting on his own, because I don't know if Latifi adds any value, apart from his funding, to the team at the moment. So it's, it's not so easy for Alex, coming from an environment where, you know, Red Bull, everything is set up. They are really lacking nothing in terms of mechanics, the great engineers, and all of that. So Williams, where it's grown more like maybe a startup and things might not be the way it is, but yet he's trying his best. But the Java pairing is going to let them down. Even if they have an okay car or an okay weekend, we can always trust Latifi to, you know, somehow bend it, and that doesn't help the team. So it's, I think it's a messy situation that requires... I don't know if, like you said, money doesn't fix everything. So, I, I don't know if they require more money. or I really don't know what's going on with them. Just They haven't just gotten the last three years, four years right? And it's sad to see because it was in Williams that VB made his name. Because if you recall, in 2016, he was basically the best driver in the midfield. Because when Nico left, who did he look to? I mean, yeah, he had ties with Toto. But, like, he was the next best thing. that wasn't any big team. So, that's how good Williams could be. So it's ju- it's just sad to see that they have fallen to the back of the grid and they have remained there for so long. It's, I mean, even Has Has that we've clowned and you know made fun of last season. Look at them now. Sure, they have like some partnerships with Ferrari here and there, but still, they said we're focusing on 2022. They gave us a good car and their drivers are happy. So I don't know. I really don't know why or how badly. Williams is run, but it just seems like they are they are not run very efficiently. Thank you. Thank you, Bolaji.
1: Well, um just um to add uh, to what you said um quickly, I just believe um you know some sometimes yeah when you look at the performance of a track, you tend to you tend to just Say so, okay, it's just like you follow the money, you know. Tend to go back and say okay, what's happening upstairs? Because sometimes, yeah, um, it just boils down to having the right personnel and having the right people in place, you know. If you've had people that, if you've had people that have been there for the past fifteen years, they've not made any progress or they're not bringing out anything new, then it's time to clear out and then um, bring fresh faces, you know, that would. Um, push the team you know higher you know so um moving on to uh second to last time um alpha Romero you know a a very i'll say i'll say this season yeah it's it's it it, it has been i i'll say i'll say the the lord or rather there's just this this certain good luck that has followed um voucher you know because looking into this season as at um, before baron you say okay voucher you are probably going to be at the back you know you you won't you you would have not expected to um see bow uh, in q three or you know or probably expect him to struggle in q two because you would have said okay they might not even have the car but credit to the um Alpha team and um, Ferrari as well because they've been able to um develop a car that puts them where they want to be, you know. Because I'm not sure I think my Alpha wants to be wants to be at the top of the midfield. They want to be somewhere in the midfield, which is um somewhere in the middle, you know, which is um where they currently are now. You know, Valtteri doing a very good job. Guan well, Guanyu Zhou doing an excellent um job too for a rookie, you know, and um, is is I would say I would say viral is 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 just very impressive to see, you know that um, Valtry is, is 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 always is he's getting the TV time. Let me just put it that way. He's still getting the TV time, so you know, so um, I don't know if anyone has anything to add to. Alfa Romero in general, um then we
8: move on. Uh, Valtteri, uh, I, the cars have actually been developed so far, at least we can see it from their performances, but Valtteri should be the team leader, and he keeps getting mugged in the race every time. So I think, personally, I would say he should work on his racecraft. Because his obvious qualifying is not an issue for him. But at what age does he want to work on his racecraft? So probably he spends a couple of years with them, one, two years. And maybe they keep developing up the midfield. And they'll most likely have to go with another driver. But Valtteri is going to continually get mugged in the race. And let's just hope they get get quality points at the end of it, though.
1: Well um I'll say Vou's race craft is his um weakness. You know, because you know Valtteri, we we all know voucher is a quick um driver, but when it comes to um the Grand Prix on Sundays, you know, when you when when you're expecting to perform then he's um, nowhere to be found, you know. But yeah. Hopefully, um, I would say, well, we could say um, over the years, it has been pressure, you know, pressure of the self, of um, being with a world champion, you know, but with him um, coming into a new team, a new environment, you know, he seems to be, um, well, I he seems to be settling in very well. You know, and that settled in um quickly. You know, so if you can just work on um his wrist piece pace, um sorry, his um wrist craft, you know, um and, and then um also with the few um reliability issues that Alpha are having, because I believe they're having a little bit of problem with reliability. So if they're able to um solve that, then um they should be very good for the field. So um. Our last team, um has, you know. Um I know earlier we spoke about um Mick, you know, and um um his um performance, you know. Um even though um uh there were no points awarded, he finished um P ten, you know, um finished P ten in the sprint race, you know. Um just um, behind him was um George Russell, you know, so I would say um a very uh, well. I won't say I won't say it's a very it's a very um good result because he could um achieve more, you know. We will see what the car is capable of um um achieving, you know. But and came out overall, you know um fantastic driver putting in the work putting in the effort, you know, and then it's paying off, you know. I think um has has um really the ma- the mazepin money really came in um, handy for them you know so i also look forward to how they will handle um the issue later on you know because i know that i know it's not just going to end um with um, all this back and forth um talk you know it's definitely going to end up in court so i look forward to how the issue we end, you know, I don't know. Even one I anything to say quickly about Has, and then we just round up.
9: Okay, uh, I don't know if it's particularly about Has, but it's really about the three things we looked at right now and how yeah. they have run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just wanted to ask, I'll rather throw it to the room, like the Has Has Alfa Romeo, like they have looked at themselves. They know they don't have the resources, and they have you know, formed a strategic partnership with a very big team. So I don't know why the Williams team, sure, they have history, they have track record, they have pride, but why can't they form a similar partnership with Mercedes? I mean, they're already team of Mercedes. So why can't they also form a similar strategic partnership with Mercedes to kind of, you know, help them where they're lacking? Because if you look at all the teams that have that partnership with Ferrari this season, just look at how much more competitive they are because look at like you said vb who would have guessed that he would leave mercedes go to alfa romeo and almost consistently make q3 this is the same alpha that you know Kimi and giovinazzi drove last season and you know, it was just like they were feeling marking attendance here and there and now they have a car that can on a good day consistently get them to q3 so I really don't like I, I I want to know maybe there's a reason why, but why can't Williams really make or form like that same partnership with it? Doesn't have to be Mercedes, but like a top three team to kind of help them where they are lacking.
1: Well, um uh, just just um from my own point of view, I would say Mercedes yeah. Mercedes uh an engine supplier. But it's one thing to um, what I say is one thing to supply an engine, you understand, and then it's one thing to for the people you are supplying it to to know what to um do with it. So I feel in in the case of um, what do you call it? In the case of um. Mercedes, maybe they don't provide that support or um, that, um, yeah, I would say that support that they give to their customer teams, you know, because you have um, how will I say you have um, house they have house has two bases. They have one in um, one in Ban- I believe Banbury in the UK, and then they have um one in Mar, Mar-, 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 Mar- you know, just um beside Ferrari there, you know. So I feel like it's easier for them to um communicate, you know. And another thing here is the personnel, you know. Another thing is also the internal structure. You say, okay, what is the what is the really the relationship with um um capital and total. Do you understand? Do they have like a strong relationship that would um uh rub off on the teams and on the success of um of um the customer teams? You know, because because you see you see um Benoto with um what's his name Fre- uh, Fred Fred Vaso. You see um um Benoto with um Gunther, You know they are having they are having conversations. You know, so sometimes uh, all these things um all these things. Play a part and play a role, you know, you, because um, let me just let me just use a um, a random example. It's just like now uh, in government here, yeah, you have the way military respects the police here, yeah, but when it comes to both of them working together, the both um institutions might not want to share information because they feel that one is higher than the other. I don't know if you get or one is more superior than the other, so. That's um just the way I see it, you know. Um in trying
9: to answer your question. Yeah, thank you. Cause really, you know, it's it's like you said, that relationship between your capital and I, I don't think they have it. I mean it's understandable. He came from was external, so he wasn't, you know, in the environment long before that deal with Mercedes was made. Uh, okay, so. okay, okay. Bolaji, uh, let me
1: uh, see something here. Remember, um, what season was it? Twenty twenty, when um, when um, Racing Point, Racing Point, um, were very quick. You know, Racing Point were bossing the. I think it was twenty twenty when they were bossing the midfield, and then yeah, with the pink Mercedes, yeah, with the pink Mercedes. You know, you could you could you could see that there was a strong relationship with Otmar and Toto. There, you know, they've like they've been working together. You know. To and that was how they were able to achieve um, that. So sometimes, uh, apart from the engineering side of things, yeah, there's also the. Will I say the? Let me use the HR aspect of things. You know how you, you how you interact with um um with 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 the people you work with. You know because sometimes so some people just go in and then in some the alma just go and be there to sign contract and then finish you know they sell them the engine williams don't know what to do with the engine or they are just trying to figure out when what does this do what does that do you know compared to uh, and then you don't have proper knowledge or expertise from the person or rather from the people that have built the engine you know so sometimes all this um there's that human um interaction to um succeeding in every organization you know, it's not just to be or well, I say it's not just to be smart. You know, it's like product management. Have you, um, um, how do they sp- um speak the English? You know, you you interact with engineers. Engineers interact with clients. Cli- um, that's where the product uh, manager comes in. You know, so sometimes is is the management aspects. If you're able to manage something properly, then you tend to see progress and results. You know, so yeah. So I think that's just um it, and then like Alpine now Alpine do have a customer um this thing again, you know, you like when um Reynolds Renault and um what do you call them Red Bull, you know you could you could see how they were working together, you know, with um what's the what's the name of that
9: engineer again? Is this Cyril? yes yes
1: Cyril, you know. So there was is that it, there has to be that relationship, you know for the engineering and the, let me put the brain, the brainy part of things to work. You know, there has to be that um, um, human interaction and human relationship, you know, so that's, that's just the way um, I see things, you know? So, yeah.
9: Thank you. Cause really, it's just really sad to see, you know, the decline from the Williams team. It seemed that, you know, it's so much history and so many great wins.
1: I, I'm 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 not I'm not gonna lie. you. I, 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 for some reason I'm um, I was shocked that um when this Dolan team um so. happy, came in, they didn't rename they didn't rebrand the team because it's just like where before when you hear of Williams, yeah, he's okay, is is he's a big name, you know, but now when you hear of Williams, yeah, like, okay, they're back of the grid. Well you're like there's nothing to expect from um from them you know sponsors that the sponsors they even want to even associate with them which is which is which is just how funny life is you know I think their last biggest sponsor was a I think it was Rexona yeah it? yeah mm-hmm. that um the other you see yeah so so it's, it's, so sometimes yeah it's just um I would say you see yeah let me, it's not even that sponsors they want to associate with them do they even have a good marketing team you, you you understand because at the same time you see um you see you like you see a team like um before before my was my client was not where they are today you know in terms of sponsor my time well, they've been looking for sponsors you know um so but you can see my they've been able to though my is a big name on them but you can see they've been able to work on that aspect, you know. So sometimes all these um all these factors really matter and then they come into place in how a team is a team is being run, you know, because no sponsor, no money, you know. So and then it looks at the Darlington capital that bought um what do you call it? Bought Williams. They bought it in the sense that they were looking for potential investment or profits coming. Soon, you know, because I don't think they are ready to invest as much as them. They want to invest, you know. So, I is is for um what do you call it for Williams? It's just um, it's just um a tough situation, you know. So, I just hope um it it, it works out there. It works out well for them, you know, later on.
9: Exactly, this is exactly how I feel because it, it really doesn't make sense how far they've declined and like you said my client was a good example. I remember when their car was just the orange, you know, zero sponsors, just like there was no logo on the car. And now yeah. look at them, they have Google sponsorship, they have Akinetics, like they they've done so well and they've recruited well too. They brought in Andrea Seidel and you know he has turned things around. So okay.
1: I, I I honestly well even with um I feel Williams as a as a whole in as much as they've brought in um Josh Capito, you know the in life you cannot be you cannot be good at more. You, everyone has their specialty, you know. If it's, if it's a team principal that is good on good in the technical aspect, then they should have more than one. Um, the way um, um the way um. A clarin, um yeah? yeah, yeah, like yeah, they should have another person to handle like. The business side of things you understand because it's, it's it's clear that the business um side of things are not even going so well you understand because you have organizations that they might not be doing so well on track but the business side of things is is, is what is covering up for um for them you know like you can't even even, even like even um even ferrari even ferrari like you say okay performances um 2020, 2020 season performance was 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 very horrible you know you go to Monza, nothing to show for it you know but if you look at that yeah, Ferrari were able to I know' I know they're a big team yeah, but they were able to still um the media side of it or the business side of it was still flourishing you know and then and then um is able to cover up their um on tr- um track performances you know so so for williams they have the business side of things is not is not moving um um forward you know and i w- i w- i, w- I, w- I w- also say the same thing likewise um has you know has um has i look forward to how they will cope next season because we are looking at this season now. Mazzipin's money will soon finish. You know, they will pay salary, salary will finish uh, money will finish, they will need sponsors again, you know. So it's really important as, um as a team progress up the midfield so that they will be able to attract more sponsors, you know. And then that's one of the reasons why they have Schumacher, because Schumacher gives them a few German sponsors. You know, so every, every, everyone everyone tends to everyone tends to play an important um role, you know, in um in the success of a team, you know. So regardless of how like Latifi now, yeah, Latifi is just there for he's just there to pay salaries, you know. It's not I mean Latifi, you can't tell me Latifi is there to race, he's there, he's there to compete as a Formula One driver. No. Latifi is just there to pay Williams' employee salary, literally. You know, every weekend spin, every weekend crash. Is this the, is this the only weekend so far that he has not had any. Um, what do you call it, any? Uh, he had he had a couple of spins yesterday, you know, but he has not had any major, major, major crash. You know that you say, okay, ah, Latifi. You know, like compared to um, the last three um, races, you know, so. Everybody, everyone, no matter how important or 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 maybe you might want to say they are not as important to the team. Everyone, I feel everyone plays a role, you know. So that's just um, that's just um, it's, you know. And then for the team to be successful, the track activities has to match the business side of things, and then everything um works. You know, you see like a you see like a team principle like Toto Toto. If you if you if you study Toto well, you know that Toto is not a you know as much Toto is an ex driver. He's not he's not the technical. Um, he's not your technical team principal. You know, he's someone with a bit of um a bit of of knowledge, a bit of knowledge here. You know, and then that's why he, he has people like um. And um, was this and and um, Andrew Shovin and all these um, other um, James Allison and the rest of exactly, them around all these um, top engineers, you know, those are I, I feel those are the people that run the team, you know, not even um, Toto himself, because Toto's Toto's own. He says it is to go and bring money for the team, so attend meeting, make the top decisions, make the top decisions, and allows the. Um, the, and the directors and um engineers to make the decision so that's how um a team should be run you know so and then that uh, you, you, it, and another thing might be that might also be the downfall of Aston Martin as a whole you know because Aston Martin you've you have an owner that has been in the fashion industry all his life and then, he comes into a whole different um, 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 industry, you know. Though he's, an in, though, he, though he's looking at the advertisement part of it as that's where the money is, but if you don't have a suitable car to put on track, you can't. You can't. Um, how do you call it? You that the advertising part of it can't work, you know. And then sometimes, if experience influences decisions you know him making him influencing the what you call it the decisions of the team is where there will always be problem because you have you you always have um someone with much more experience telling you that oh you can do this and then it's just like it's just like um it's just like now you have um um, how do you explain you have you you have an expert plumber plumber and then he's telling you okay this is what you need this is the kind of pipe you need and then someone that someone that um someone that maybe had just watched something on youtube is coming to tell you that oh what the plumber is saying is, what the plumber is saying is shit you know and then you are bound you know so sometimes that's where that's the that's the um True, and then that's um what's you know that's why that relationship could not work you know because you sometimes you just have to allow people that who are qualified or experienced do um their job, you know, and um get on with it, you know. So yeah, um that's it, guys, for today. That's it for today. So um we'll be back again tomorrow after the Grand Prix. Hopefully um there are no red flags, you know, and then there's a is, um, much more interesting, um, like, um, we've seen today, you know. So, um, as, um, I don't know, uh, for some of you that haven't seen it, you know, some, um, over the, over the 2021 season, sometimes we will get requests of, um, wanting to listen to the space again, you know. So what we did was, um, we decided that we, um, be uploading it on um all major platforms you know so um yeah so that everyone can always go back and listen or reference to it if you um wish to you know so it's um, available on all major platforms you know so thank you guys for your inputs and um, your suggestions because it was this was actually it was it was from someone accent and then we came up with the idea, you know. So things like that are very um. Well, I say sometimes when you say something, you don't know how it tends to um 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 help or impact, you know. So um guys, thank you for things like that. I would say um oh he's not yet he's not yet um he's not yet but it was originally Yemi's um um idea because yemi sometimes was always um no i won't say always he requested like twice or so if we can remember and then it was like something that we needed to do as an as a team so um guys thank you um for that thank you so if you have um any suggestions feedback or you would like to get in contact with us please um just use the link in our bio and then um Anything you need should be there, you know. So thank you very much and have a good evening and see you all tomorrow after the um Imola GP. Have
7: a good evening. God bless you all.